Would you please turn to 1 Timothy? 1 Timothy chapter 1. Before I just tell you the verses I'm going to be reading from, I'm going to say my intro verses. In this uh, letter, Paul is encouraging Timothy to keep hold of his faith while he stays in Ephesus. And also, Paul is committing a charge unto Timothy in this letter. And he explains the importance of the ministry that God has given him in this letter. So let's look at what Paul wrote to Timothy and how it still applies to the world today. If you look at verse 18, that's where I'm going to start at. It said, Paul said, This charge I commit to thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went on before thee, that thou by them mightest war and warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith hath made shipwreck, of whom Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Let's pray. Dearly Father, I this day, give me as I bring your word tonight, give me the word you would have me to say tonight. Be a devil here tonight. Uh, give me the words you would have me to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So first, for the first thing we see in these verses is Paul's charge in verse 18. When Paul charged Timothy in this verse, it goes back to a charge he first stated in verses uh, 3 through 5 in chapter 1. If you look back there, verses 3 through 5 say, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. So do. Now the end of the commandment is charity, and be pure heart, and have a good conscience, and a faith and faith. Now you may be wondering what this charge is. He is charging Timothy to stay at Ephesus and to show the people what God leads him to show. He also says in verse 3 that thou mightest charge them that they teach no other doctrine. You may be wondering how those verses 3 through 5 correspond to verse 18. He's explaining part of his charge to Timothy and these, those verses. So in essence, what Paul is saying to Timothy is, stay in Ephesus so that you can make sure that they continue to teach the truths that I have passed down to you. Next, another thing is, what is this charge? Really, this entire letter is a charge for Paul and Timothy. Paul is imparting his experience to Timothy and showing him that he is going to carry on the torch even when Paul is gone. Paul will be willing to show Timothy what he has gone through while serving the Lord and hopes to encourage him to keep his faith. It's just like a relay race. The first runner goes around the track and passes on the baton to the next runner. If the baton never gets passed on to the next runner, it will never finish. It will never finish, go past the finish line. Which is why Paul is passing on this charge to Timothy. This charge will be passed on to the next person and it just continues going on from century to century and it still continues today. These verses don't just apply to Timothy. This charge remains active today for us. Another word we see is commit in verse 18. What is this word, like what is the meaning of this word? The definition of this word is to entrust or to invest with trust. I like to, I'm going to use the analogy of work. Since I'm working at the ladder, if you don't know, I work at McDonald's. I'm being trained to accomplish the tasks needed to, so someone at work is investing their time to train me up and show me what I need to do. Just like Paul is doing with Timothy, he is investing into Timothy so that one day he may invest into someone else. So this verse, so this verse says that Paul is giving this charge as an investment into Timothy's ministry. And he believes that he will be able to keep it. Another question I have is why did he entrust this unto him? 
Paul knows, Paul knows he won't be around forever. So he's passing on his knowledge to a younger man in the faith and is encouraging him to stay where the Lord leads him. If you look back at verse 2, it says, Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. In verse 2, Paul considers Timothy to be his own son in the faith. So Paul is passing on his own wisdom and knowledge just like a father would do to his own son. Paul is imparting, uh, if you look at uh, the verse I have, it's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. You don't have to turn there, but I'm going to read it for you. It says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Paul is imparting this wisdom to Timothy so that he may be able to invest it into someone else later on, and it will continue to be passed on. Just like today, the scripture has been passed down to us, and it still needs to be passed on to the next generation. Just like the baton and the uh, race that I mentioned earlier. The next word we want to consider is the word prophecies in verse 18. When Paul began his second missionary journey, people began to testify of the man Timothy was becoming. In Acts uh, chapter 16, and starting verse 1, it says, Then came he to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there, named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed. When his father was a Greek, which was well reported by the brethren that were there at Lystra and Iconium, who, him would Paul have to go forth with him. The word prophecies in this verse, in First uh, Timothy chapter 1, doesn't exactly mean predicting the future, but was probably referring to what the people were saying about Timothy in that time, and how he was becoming a great man for the Lord. Therefore, Paul took him in and invested into Timothy's life so that he could live up to what people were already saying about him. A uh, charge for us is to look for young people. Amen. We need you to impart your wisdom into us so that we can show the next generation. Amen. I think I speak for us young people. We want you to mentor us. Show us what we need to avoid. Share your experiences as you have served the Lord and impart your wisdom to us as Paul did into Timothy. Amen. And young people, I would also encourage us to allow someone to mentor us. They're taking the time to invest into us. Just think about that. They're taking their time to invest into us. Listen to what they have to say. And take the wisdom they have to share and use it. Amen. The second thing I have is the encouragement. So Paul, Paul first is charging Timothy to keep the faith. And next he's encouraging him. In verses 18 and 19, I'm going to read those. It says, This charge of humanity, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went on before thee, that thou by them mightest war with warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which shall have put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. First we see the battle that Timothy was facing. There was a battle that Timothy was facing, and it was just going to get harder. The community around him was full of false religions and false prophets. But Paul's encouraging Timothy to get into the fight. He is telling Timothy that there is a battle to face, don't run away from it. Face it and share what the Lord has laid in your heart in the community around you. This also applies today. Get into the fight. There is a community around us that is dying and is headed to an eternal hell. Let's get into our community and share what the Lord lays on our hearts. Another thing is Paul encourages Timothy to use these prophecies that have been given about him as an encouragement to wage a good warfare. Paul is encouraging Timothy to use the prophecies that have been said about him as an encouragement to fight the fight that he is in. Basically what Paul is telling Timothy is, people have seen what you have done and what you can do. Show them what the Lord can do through you. 
People were saying really good things about Timothy. And Paul's telling him, show them the power of the Lord and how he can work in your life. Paul is also telling him that the way he would fight the battle is to hold the faith and a good conscience. Timothy was already in a battle. And the way he would fight this battle is to hold the faith. The word hold here means to not let go, to hold, like hold strong. Paul is telling Timothy that one way he can wage a good warfare is to never let go of his faith. He is telling Timothy to hold on to his faith no matter what he may go through. No matter what you may go through, keep hold of your faith. Don't allow the world to distract you from the Lord. And lastly, we see Paul's warning in verses 19 through 20. I'm going to read the verses again. It says, Holding faith in a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith and may shipwreck. Of whom him and Aeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered in the Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So first we see Paul is charging Timothy to keep the faith in this uh, first part. Second, we see he's encouraging faith and uh, telling him to fight the fight that he's already in. And last we see his warning to Timothy. He's first telling him to avoid the shipwreck. At the end of this verse, verse 8, 19, Paul is encouraging Timothy to avoid the shipwreck in his ministry or his faith. The phrase put away is to reject, push away, or to throw away from oneself. So Paul's telling Timothy, don't throw away your faith. The word shipwreck here can also be translated basically into a disaster. So like a, like back then was a, a shipwreck was a disaster. Nowadays it would be considered like a car wreck. So back in those times they traveled by means of animals or boats. And, and whenever a shipwreck happened, it was a disaster. Just like when we get to a car today, it basically turns into a disaster. Paul's warning Timothy of what happens when you throw away your faith. It turns into a disaster. Paul's encouraging Timothy to keep hold of or never let go of your faith or a disaster will happen to your, your life and even your ministry. We see Paul's example to Timothy in verse 20. This verse is Paul's example to Timothy of what happens when you allow your faith or ministry to become a disaster. If you look at it in verse 20, I'm going to read it again. It says, Of whom him and Aeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. These two men, these two men, him and Aeus and Alexander, were blaspheming against Paul and the Lord, and Paul says that they were delivered unto Satan. The word blaspheme can also mean to hurt the reputation or smite with reports or words. So these men were hurting the reputation of Paul by saying bad things about him and saying false things about what he was doing. It could, it could be that Paul was leading the church to discipline these men. If you look, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter Starting in verse 1, it says, It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so, much is named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as, for I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already as though I were present, concerning him that hath so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together in my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, 
that the Spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Of the Lord Jesus. So here we see another situation of someone being delivered unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the Spirit might be saved in the day of Jesus. The purpose of the delivering in 1 Corinthians was to spare this man. I'm not sure, but I'm just assuming that the, maybe the delivery of these men in 1 Timothy was to discipline them so that they may learn not to blaspheme. And we see an application to our lives through this whole entire uh, book is keep the faith. Don't allow disaster to happen in your life. We see in this passage that Paul is encouraging Timothy to keep the faith. But this encouragement applies to each and every one of us also. Keep the faith. Hold on to it no matter what. And don't allow disaster to happen in your life. Is it like that, Brother Dean? In ending tonight, Paul is encouraging Timothy to take the ministry God has given him seriously. We should also think about the call that God has given to us. Have we been keeping in all the things that we have been shown and taught? Are we passing on the course to the next generation, as Paul was doing with Timothy? Are we keeping hold of the faith, or are we headed for that spiritual shipwreck in our lives? The time is now to decide whether we are going to take that leap of faith or and obey the Lord.